0: Welcome to the Meaningful Beginnings podcast, where we will discuss practical parenting advice on ways to support your children through their most meaningful years. With your host, Amy Grandia, a mama, a Montessori teacher, and friend. Hello! Today we're going to talk about manners and how to teach your child good manners. Well, really, more how to show your child how. To have good and proper manners. I feel like every parent out there, we want our children to be kind human beings. And when they go over to their friend's house, they will ask for things with a please and a thank you. Or when they receive a gift, they receive it graciously, how to greet someone, how to be a good listener. All those things we want for our children. And I think we're all familiar with the script. When a child is asking for something, for us to say, well, what do you say? And they're supposed to repeat, please. And then we give it to them and we say again, what do you say? Cue the thank you. While that is, I suppose, good repetition of teaching manners, but I feel like it's not a true way for them to internalize the process and what it means to have good manners. And I feel like when there is a script in place and they know exactly what to say, it can kind of become disingenuous, right? So if they know that they just have to say please to get something, then the please has no weight to it. It's just a means to an end. And I also feel like with us parents, or caregivers, we tend to use please and thank you incorrectly sometimes. And let me give you an example. So if your child is standing on the table and we say, please get off the table, that is extremely confusing because the please should only be associated with a request or a question or when you're asking someone to do a favor. Not when it's attached to a command. We are not allowed to be on the table. Your feet can stay on the ground is more of an honest way to put what you want them to do. Because when we say, please get off the table, that is not necessarily a time that we need to be polite and show manners. We can still say, your feet stay on the floor, and we can say it kindly, of course. But we need to save our pleases and our thank yous for when they're actually tied to a request. And we've also been in the situation where when the child is reciting the script, mom, I want a cheese stick. And we respond with, what do you say? And they say, please, in a tone that doesn't feel as good to the person giving the cheese stick. They did exactly what we asked. They said, please, it doesn't feel good. And then we respond with the, well, how do you say it? And then we dive deeper into, spiral deeper into this, how do we ask for things? And it's a means to an end and we get what we want. And it's all very confusing. Another one that I am so guilty of, and for years I would do this in the classroom. Then it came to me, when thinking about is this really the best way to be communicating what I want? I realized, no, it's not, but it was a very hard one for me to break it. The one that it was, it was when a child is doing something that is, it may be displeasing or off task or destructive. I would say, excuse me at the time. It seemed like such an appropriate response because it it, To me, it conveyed like, oh, shock or something. But then when I was thinking about it years later, I realized, well, excuse me is more of of a request. Like, oh, excuse me when you're trying to get someone's attention or excuse me, make a path, something like that when you're trying to pass someone. So that's one that I've also had to stop. It's also a really good example of using it incorrectly and how confusing that can be for the child. When you say it with such force and tone in one scenario in the other one, your tone is, oh, excuse me. It's also being mindful of using things appropriately and intentionally. I do truly believe that the best way to teach manners is for the adults in their lives to model them. I want us to sit back and think for a second. When you asked your partner to make you a cup of coffee this morning, did you say please? I know I often forget when realizing that my daughter is starting to warm her own words and uh, model our behavior, I started to really notice that I hardly ever say please. I'm pretty good with thank you, but I hardly ever say please. What a unique expectation for me to place on my daughter to always say please when she asks for something when I myself rarely do. And so what a what an imbalance also for us to place on the child that you you child are always supposed to say please, but I can get away with it because I'm an adult. Well, Adults also should be modeling manners when asking for requests at the same amount and the same level of expectation as the child. So I sat back and I was like, man, I myself do not say please very much. So I've been trying to change that so I model it. And with her, if I am asking for a request um, for her to do something, Like when I say, can you please bring me that book so we can put it in the basket? That is a request. That book did not need to go in the basket at that moment. We did not need to clean up. It wasn't attached to any other situation except for I, the adult, want it in the basket in that moment. So I asked her, can you please bring me that book so we can put it in the basket? And so I've been trying to do that myself with her because... Again, I cannot expect her to do something that I, the adult, am not willing to also practice. Why does modeling work? So there's a few reasons why modeling works 100% better than the script of please and thank you. Here's a few reasons. They see proper ways to communicate wants and needs. So they're seeing it in real time, all the time, every day. Because as we know and we see, man, do our children do what we do. It's amazing that my child knows how to put the coffee pod in the Keurig and make coffee when I have never shown her. But then I actually have because she sees me do it one or two times every morning. And same with her dad. She sees him do it one or two times every morning. So we are teaching her because we're showing her. And that's why, that's one reason why it works. So they are seeing the proper ways to communicate. Another reason is if it's not modeled, the child doesn't know how it feels to be treated with politeness. In turn, the child doesn't know the power that this polite behavior has when you were showing it to another person. So if they are not being honored with the wow, thank you so much for bringing me that. It is harder to show that for another person when it has not been shown to you. There is a deep, deep level of of reciprocity that I believe is with the adult and child. The child, when treated with respect, wants to show that respect. Or another example is if what it means to accidentally bump into a child, we truly need to model how to appropriately care for that person. And so I like to almost dramatically act out how to care for someone when I accidentally bump into them. And I often do because my daughter's right at my hip level. So we bump into each other a lot. And so I will get down on her level and I'll look in her eyes and I say, oh, I'm so sorry. We were going in the same direction are you all right? Or I'm so sorry. I pumped into you. Are you okay? When it is practiced, it's more easily internalized and it also feels, it just feels good. And I think we all agree with that. So when we start ingraining in us that we make sure to say please and thank you in our daily routines, It's so much easier for a child to just naturally pick up on it. When we say, can you please pass the rolls? That's how they see it done. And when they just see it's done that way, that's how you ask for rolls. That's how they're gonna think it's done. I think another one is um, how to be an active listener because I do also think that that falls under the lines of having good and proper manners is knowing when to hold back, when to not interrupt, maybe to hold our thought until there's a break in the conversation. And us adults are really the only people that can teach that until they get older and then their minds, they have to start making active decisions or active choices to hold back and pause during conversations. But we all know when things come more naturally, how much easier it is for us to actually execute them. So when our child is telling us a story, to stop and listen and wait for those breaks to ask questions and listen and look in their eyes because, man, does it feel so good to have someone care about what you're saying, So I also want to touch on that using a script is not a poor choice, but I do feel like there's a better way to use a script. The better way to use a script is to practice, not in real time, at a moment that is disconnected from any other time. This is a great one to do around maybe a holiday where you're exchanging gifts, Or a birthday if you're receiving gifts it's really great to maybe a few days before practice how to give a gift or how to receive a gift and that is great and then you can act it out and you can take turns being the receiver and the giver maybe some different phrases that you can use that is a great time to act out So in the Montessori classroom, we, we call these grace and courtesies and we, or we act out basically how to have good manners, what to do when someone needs a tissue, what to do if a child is hurt. And instead of practicing in real time, we do it at a completely random time throughout the day. And we just say, let me show you what to do. When you see a friend that is sad and we act it out, you could offer them a hug. You can say, are you okay? Would you like a tissue? Would you like some water? And we act out different scripts. Again, it's just, it's a more authentic way of repetition of these different acts and a way for them to internalize them. In any scenario that I have with a child where I want a specific outcome, I always, always ask myself, how would we expect this from an adult? So how would how would I do this with my, with my husband? How would I do this with my best friend? If I asked my husband, could you make me a cup of coffee? And he looked at me and he said, what do you say? I'd be extremely frustrated because I just want my coffee. I mean, it is a reminder that I didn't say please, but in the moment... It is a little placating and your child feels that way too. Our children can tell if we are dumbing things down for them or adjusting them according to them. So the best way is just to make it a part of our routine so it's something that we do and therefore they see it done and they'll pick it up more naturally than if we just, every time they ask for a cup of milk, that we just, that's the only time that they ever hear, please and thank you, It's, it's not going to sink in. It's just not. If we are not also throughout their day doing the best we can, modeling the same behavior. One thing my mom would always do when we would go to a friend's house My mom would always say, okay, make sure you say thank you three times. And we had to say thank you three times to our friend's mom for letting us come over to their house or if they were driving us home. And so she broke it down into cues. So her cues were, so let's say the scenario was my friend's mom was driving me home after a play date. So Q one was getting in the car. Oh, thank you so much, Tammy, for letting me come over today. That was cue number one, one time. And then during the car ride, you say it again. Tammy, I had so much fun. Thank you so much for letting me come over to your house. Number two, during the car ride, cue number two. And number three, the cue was when you're getting out of the car, you say it one more time. Tammy, I had so much fun today. Thank you again for letting me come over. I hope you guys have a good rest of your day. And you shut the door. We would practice it before it happened um, because she wasn't going to be there to help us remember the script. She wasn't there saying, what do you say next? What do you say next? So we did, we had to practice it beforehand. And man, did we practice it? Um, Because my mom's biggest thing was Um, to be such a gracious guest at someone's house that they'll want you to come over again. And so one of the biggest things for her was to make sure that we said thank you after the play date was done. Um, So I still have remembered that and probably still do it in my adult life um, where I try to say thank you. (laughs) Three different times after someone has helped me with something or taken me home or um, anything like that. Because when you, you know, when we are authentically taught um, how to be gracious and someone is gracious with us, it becomes an effortless task. So that was my simple way of teaching your child good manners, is really by showing your child good manners. thank you for listening to this week's podcast let's continue supporting each other so we can best support the little ones in our lives